Welcome to Oh No Not Them. I'm your host, Eric Stroll. Along with me, as always, is my cohort, my co-host, my co-conspirator, my consigliere, if you will, Bill Solt. I am the Justice League to your Justice League International. That's a deep cut. That's a very deep cut. Because today we're talking about supergroups. Wrong kind of supergroups, pal. Damn. Well, so all that preparation out the window. <laughs> uh, like Bill said, we're going to talk about supergroups today. In the history of rock and roll, the idea of the supergroup has long been bandied about to varying degrees of success. I do not believe in the supergroup. You don't believe in the supergroup? Yes. When you talked to me about the, I, I knew we were... I, I, this is this I was a great talking point, because what is a supergroup? It's the best of the best, Right. Right. A supergroup to me, think about it, Ringo, Paul, John, and the other guy. George. George. The I, Beatles. I almost threw something at you. The, well, I thought that would be a supergroup. Then you have Joey, Joe, Stephen, Tom, and Brad. That's a mediocre group. Fuck you, you fucking walking pile of pudding. <laughs> walking pile of pudding. I, now, but that is a supergroup in my eyes. For those so, that don't know, he's talking about Aerosmith. Yeah. And before that was the Beatles. Yeah, no shit. Well, now, not everybody might have heard of the Beatles. Now, but anyway, like I was saying, there, yes, the, the idea has been put about a long time. But like I said, I don't believe a supergroup really does exist. Because any group of musicians that are worth anything when they get together, to me, is a good group. I mean, is there, if there's a band out there, and you say, you know what? This band would be really great if they just got rid of that drummer. You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't. And if they do get rid of the drummer and get someone decent, are they then a super group? I think a super group is any band where you can just flat out name all the members and it's missing something if one of them's not there. I I see where you're coming from. Yeah. But for our purposes, a super group is a band that's put together from musicians from a bunch of different groups to do kind of a one-off or, in some cases, uh, a long collaboration, you know, a couple albums, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I, I completely understand what you're talking about, but like I said, I, some, I just feel like there's such a small amount, and the ones that I have listened to are not that good. Okay. What are the ones that you're thinking of that are not that good? Chicken Foot. Chicken. That was the first group I thought of when you said supergroup. Okay, Chicken Foot. Now that's Joe Satriani. Yep. The the bass player from Van Halen. Michael Anthony. Yeah. Well, Sammy, Sammy Hager. And uh, the drummer, Chad Smith. Oh, yeah, right. Chad Smith from the Red Hot yeah. Chili Peppers. And I've listened to them. I have both of their records, Chicken Foot and Chicken Foot 3. Because, you know, there's a genius move. Name your second album, 3. Why not? Uh, but anyway, I, I just I don't care for the music. Okay, individually, like I said, now I love Sam Hagar. Michael Anthony was the a great bass player. Chad Smith, you you can't you know fault him. But I just think as a group, they just it's too many mixed styles. Red Hot Chili Peppers is miles away from Van Halen. Yeah, but Chad Smith's playing in Chicken Foot isn't what he was playing in the Chili Peppers. They still have that style, like Robert Torrijo in Metallica. Right, you can still hear the funk. That he had in Suicidal Tendencies. It's his style. Yeah. 
I get, I get it, I get it. Yeah, but that's that's kind of one. And then the other one is Hollywood vampires. Hollywood vampires, I don't and, really consider a supergroup. But that's a vanity project. But yeah, but but you have Joe Perry. I, I, that, right I, there, I, disqualifies him from being who, a supergroup. Who, who, shut up! Shut up! Prick. <laughs> Alice Cooper and Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is not a musician. Well, you know, he's a good, he's a decent guitar player. He's a serviceable guitar player, but he's not a published, recorded, well-respected musician. I know. I mean, he's he's no he's no Jack Black. Oh Jesus, fuck! <laughs> so, oh, I'm sorry. Did I mention an actor who thinks he's a musician too? Yeah, Jared Leto. How Jared Leto? And don't you to- don't you fucking talk <laughs> bad about the Lemonheads? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no, that's Evan Dondo no, is the Lemonheads. Te- uh, Lemonheads, thirty seconds to Mars or something, something like that. Yeah, I'm thought I was right away. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought I was thinking Evan Dondo. But like I said, it's one of those things where there, I, I hear these projects and it's like, I I just can't get on board with any of them. I know that MTV had one. They had something years ago. They were trying to form a supergroup. I think Scott Ian was involved in that. I think I was gonna research it. The, but yes, and VH1 did one too, or it might have been the VH1 series, maybe. And it was called Supergroup. Yeah, and it, they were all getting together. Scotty and Ted Nugent, Sebastian Bach. Yeah, and who was the drummer? I don't remember. Like I said, I just remember they just threw all these guys together. It was nothing but fighting. Well, a lot of that was because a lot of that came down to Sebastian Bach now, and Ted Nugent. Now there is a good speaking of Ted Nugent. He was in Damn Yankees, which I considered that would be a supergroup. It absolutely was, and. I as much as I'm not a lot on board with with Ted, and I really didn't care for Sticks, you know Tommy Shaw and that what they made at that point was really great stuff. I I am a big fan of Damn Yankees. Um, you had Tommy Shaw from mm-hmm. Sticks, Ted Nugent from Ted Nugent, yeah. um, and Jack Blades of Night Ranger. Yes. And the drummer was the only guy that I had never heard of before Damn Yankees. And I can't remember the name off of the top of my head. But Damn Yankees was absolutely a super group. And I thought they were, I, I'm a big fan of Damn Yankees. They're, to me, they're one of the examples of a super group that actually worked. They, I don't like, I don't, like I said, I don't care for like that arena rock like Boston and Sticks and things like that. Right. But they had that sound. And Nugent elevated them a little bit more than that sound. Which I loved, like high enough and coming of age. Yes. If he wasn't in those, they would be simple, like you know, you'd just be going back to Amanda and all that other stuff. But it was, it was, and Night Rain. Like I said, I. I'm wait, not, wait, wait. How would they be going back to Amanda? That's Boston, not Sticks. Yeah, Boston Sticks, Night Ranger. They're all about the same kind of arena rock kind of thing. Foreigner. No, not really. It's all the same. Not really. Well, we can agree that you're wrong. So there. We can agree that you're wrong as usual. What about Cream? Well, yes, that was probably, if you're going to talk supergroups, that might be the first one with uh, Clapton, because that's why they named themselves Cream, because they thought they were the best. Cream of the crop. But, uh, never really been a fan of that style of music. I don't know. There's, there's... Well, here's an interesting... That was Sunshine of Your Love, right? Yes. Yeah, don't like it. Well, here's another interesting thing to go off of with Cream. After Cream, Ginger Baker and Clapton formed another supergroup. They formed Blind Faith with Steve Winwood. Okay. So there you have like one supergroup into another supergroup. Gee, it's... But I mean, they're all solo musicians, though. 
Well, Clapton Clapton wasn't a solo yeah, I mean, musician I mean, before that. I mean, a lot of them just kind of like, you know, fly to like uh, Trevor Wilburys. The Wilburys was a super group. It, they, yeah, you know what? That was another one that I don't. I like Orbison. I like, um, oh Christ, Tom Petty. Petty, yep, and uh, absolutely love Bob Dylan. Uh huh. Who was left in there? There was I can't remember. Jeff who, Lynn from ELO. Jeff Lynn. Yeah, those are all really great. But I didn't think together again. I don't know. I I wasn't a fan. Really? Yeah, and like I said, I love and I love. I have so many Dylan albums. I have a lot of Tom Petty stuff. Um, I know Jeff Lynn from a lot of the electronic stuff he did. Right. Um, and um, Roy Orbison. I just, I got a lot of Roy Orbison albums now, and I still like his stuff. Yeah. I, I believe it or not, I, I do enjoy the Traveling Wolverines. I thought they what's, were really what good. What song was it that I, I can... End of the Line? I don't remember. I, just, I know it was probably catchy at the time, but like one song doesn't, to me... You know, make a a good super group. Well, I mean, they had a couple of records, but they didn't. I not they had a few commercial successes, but uh, nothing. I think nothing really outside of that first album charted yeah. real high. Yeah, I don't think. And like I said, a lot of these, like Damn Yankees, had I think two or three albums. Uh, Chickenfoot had two. Yeah, I know Va- Hollywood Vampires had three. Okay, I think, but because I I have them. <laughs> Um, but, trying, I'm trying to think of another one that's. Uh, but they don't put lately. out a lot of albums. It's not like these supergroups. They're like a flash in the pan. Uh huh. They put out something big and then go away. Okay. You know. Stay together. Be well. I mean, unless you're Mike Portnoy and have 47 projects, these guys. Oh are yeah, gonna... that's it. Uh, the Winery Dogs was one of them. Uh, the Winery Dogs uh, that. You could absolutely consider them a super group. What was the other one that he was doing? I'm trying not. I'm drawing a blank. I know Mike Portnoy has tons of them. Uh, Portnoy's got so many projects, it's unreal. I mean, his big ones are the stuff he does with, with uh, Gary Moore, the Winery Dogs, Yellow Matter Custard, stuff like that. Yellow Matter Custard is his Beatles tribute. There was another one, too. I know there was another super group slash tribute with Mother Love Bone. Uh, that would be Temple of the Dog. Was that the name? Wait, did I get it? No, Mother Love Bone was uh, Andrew Wood's band. Okay. Oh, and Temple of the Dog was Temple a of the Dog was kind of a tribute to them. Yeah. Which was a super group because you had guys from Soundgarden and Pearl Jam mm-hmm. in that. The Velvet Revolver. Velvet Revolver. There you go. The Prophets of the Rage. Velvet Revol- oh, the Prophets of Rage. See, okay, now you talk about Prophets of Rage and Velvet Revolver. Those are two groups I like. Prophets of Rage are freaking awesome. Okay, for those that don't know, Prophets of Rage is basically Rage Against the Machine with Chuck D from Public Enemy. Yeah. Front him. And I, as long as it's not Zach De La Rocha, I can get behind it. Oh, I like them both. I'm not a big Rage fan. Oh, I love Rage. Not a big Rage fan. Yeah. Gets me psyched, gets me all pumped up, yeah! Watch it. So what? Watch it. Watch your blood pressure. You're getting red in the face already. Let me take a drink. <laughs> You've got to see him right now. Um, it, in the last in the last week or so, Bill has cut off his scraggly beard, and he now has what can best be described as a mustache that is a cross between Ned Flanders 
and your average cheesy 70s porn star. It is not that bad. It's horrible. No, it isn't. It's horrible. It's, it is fine. Keep telling yourself. I was gonna I was gonna grow in the goatee, mm-hmm. but it's just eh, there's way too much gray in the goatee. The mustache is more. Oh, and there's not too much gray in your hair. Yeah, but I can I can always dye that. I mean, you know how hard is it to dye a goatee? I know people that do it all the time. It's not that hard. You get some just for men, you know, brush it in, brush it in, wash it out, you're good. But yeah. then again oh, then, no. then again you've got all the coordination of a cow on roller skates. I, I can't I can't even. I just can't. Speaking of which, I noticed you did shave your like whatever that garden you were growing. Did, did all the little woodland creatures find their way home? Yes, they did. <laughs> Man, it looks better a lot trimmed. It really does. Yeah, well, I, I won the bet. My sister and I had a bet going on. It wasn't for any money or anything like that. It was just for bragging rights. My sister's a hairstylist. She colors her hair and and has been known to cut her hair quite a bit. And back in July, she said, I won't cut my hair for a year if you don't. I said, okay, I'll up the ante. I won't shave either. There was no money involved. It was just bragging rights. I know, rights. I know. And at, at Thanksgiving, she conceded victory. The day after Thanksgiving, I shaved. Yeah, she probably did because you had cranberry sauce up all in your mouth. It was, like, it was looking disgusting. It wasn't cranberry sauce. It was stuffing. Get it right. <laughs> Back to super groups. Okay. So, I got a premise for you. Build your ultimate super group. Uh, I've been dreading this. <laughs> okay. I'm going to make it a little easier on you. Egos are not a thing. All constraints that would that would conceivably stop this from happening are gone. There's no money concerns. There's no ego concerns. Nobody's going to think, well, I, I wouldn't play that. That's that's not always the, what my concern is. Like some music just doesn't go. Some musicians just don't go together. Well, that's why we're going to do a few different ones. Okay. The first one I want to do... Oh, okay, hang on. Let me lay out the ground rules. You get a drummer, two guitar players, a bassist, and a singer. Okay. And I'll even give you a keyboard player if you want one. Oh, a keyboard player, because I know so many. You only need to really know two in rock and roll. Or uh, three in rock and roll, but that's I don't another. think I know any. Okay. See? Well. Yo, you couldn't name any either. See yes, that? I can. Oh, yeah, probably the one from Bon Jovi. You know that one, don't you? David Bryan. You disgust me. <laughs> but that wasn't That's... the one I'm thinking of. Oh, oh. How bad is it that I actually know his real his full name? David Bryan Rashbaum. Hey, you're a fan, you're a fan. What can I say? Uh, yes, I am a Bon Jovi fan. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know who Jimmy Crespo and Rick DeFay are. <laughs> yeah, uh, they were the scrubs that came in to... To try and replace uh, Brad Whitford and Joe Perry. They did a good job. No, they didn't. Well, they did as far as Aerosmith goes. Yeah, but thank you for conceding you're wrong. As far as Aerosmith goes. Now, are you also in your rules? Now, whenever this comes up on the internet, because they love to fight about this one forever, the alive or dead thing. Uh, any musician, living or dead. Okay, good. Living or dead. First one. Oh, go ahead. You had a thought. Go ahead. I don't have a thought because, I, I, like I said, I knew you were going to bring this up, and I was thinking so, like, I've been thinking about this all since you brought up because I you knew I was going to ask me, and I just, I I have a hard time putting people together that shouldn't be together, 
you know. Okay, so the first one we'll do is going to be based solely on technical proficiency. What the hell does that mean? Being good at your instrument, you dumb fuck. Well, if they're not good at their instrument, they're, they're not, like, famous. Two words. Johnny Ramone. Which one was he? The guitar player. Okay. He wasn't a good guitar player. Well, I knew he was one of the Ramones. I just didn't know which one he was. He wasn't a very good guitar player. Still very famous. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack White. Not a very good guitar player. Still very famous. You shut your pie hole on that. He is the best. No, he's not. He is the he is the complete package. He can be drummer, singer, guitar person. And do none of them well. Thank you. <sighs> Drive through. You disappoint me. You just disappoint me. No, I don't. You know I'm right. All right, so I have to, I have I have to think about parameters now. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Should I go with mine first? Go yeah, go right ahead. Okay, my first supergroup based on technical proficiency, and for adults like Bill, that means they can play their instrument real good. Okay, real good. My drummer is the professor, arguably the greatest rock and roll drummer in history, the late, great Neil Peart of Rush. I'm not going to dis- keep going. I'm not. Okay. You, you look like you wanted to. You look like you wanted No, to- no, because you know, any any musician that I say is crap, I mean, you're just going to come down on me like a ton of bricks. So I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. Well, I defy you to say Neil Peart is I'm a crap not, drummer. I never said that. Okay. My two guitar players. Now, they may not be the technically greatest guitar players in some people's eyes, but they're two of the technically greatest in my eyes. My first choice as a guitar player is the late, great Randy Rhodes. My favorite guitar player of all time. All right. And an absolute technical wizard. My second guitar player, I'm going to go with Steve Vai. There's nothing Vi can't do. Vi's, Vi's incredible. Okay. Now, we're going to get to the bass players. And here's where I have a bit of a problem. Here's where I have a bit of a conundrum, if you will. I've got three, and it's really hard to narrow down. I've got John Entwistle from The Who, John Myung from Dream Theater, or Carl Caden James of Shadow Gallery. And I really have a hard time picking between the three. But, gun to my head, I have to pick one. I'm probably going to go with John Myung of Dream Theater. All right. And as far as my singer goes, there's only one choice in the rock and roll realm, and that is Ronnie James Dio. Okay. And I'll even throw a keyboard in there, keyboard player in there. Jordan Rudis of Dream Theater. All right. So it's a very good of a progressive band. Oh, yeah, it would be progressive as hell. Um, but it's, like, super technically proficient. Uh, another guitar player you could conceivably throw in there would be a guy like Buckethead. But my band, my rules, I'm going with Rhodes and uh, Vi. <sighs> I see the wheels turning. It's it's just I'm trying. I, I, want, I would want to pick a band that I would want to see live because they work musically well together as well as proficient. I think they I think that band so for, for I, what it would be would work. I'm going to start okay with 
the person who I always felt was one of the best drummers, Dave Navarro. Not Dave Navarro. Lombardo. Dave Lombardo. Okay. Yeah. Dave Lombardo of Slayer. Yeah, because you know the the because I want double bass. Yes. You know, but if you're going to pick a Slayer drummer, why not pick the better one and pick Paul Bostaff? Because when I fell in love with Slayer, it was Lombardo. It was Lombardo. I I gotta go. I gotta agree. Yeah. I gotta agree. Okay, uh, so Dave Lombardo. Okay, so then I'm working up to guitar players. Oh boy, Brendan Small. Nice choice. Because I know how fast he can go, and he is freaking amazing. Tell our listeners who may not know who Brendan Small is. Brent, Brendan Small is the guitarist and vocalist of um, Death Clock from the Metalocalypse. Met, Met, I don't know how to say Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse show, and he good uh, choice. Yeah, and and his um his work after the fact in Galacticon. Is still just amazing to listen to. Dude's a ripping guitar player. Yeah, I swear he has seven fingers. Yeah, I swear. That's and like I said, and uh, to back to back that up and for a good rhythm. Okay. Uh, Malcolm Young. I I think a lot of his rhythm work in ACDC was the foundation and backbone of that band, and you need a good backbone. Right. Yeah. I mean, Malcolm Young is probably the best rhythm guitar player in rock and roll, not named James Hetfield. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. So, And that's, like I said, that's why, because I have, um, I've been recently listening to a lot of isolated tracks, which okay. on YouTube, which are, it's, it's amazing when you listen to those. Uh-huh. And when you just hear how some of the songs just sound with Malcolm's parts, it's, um, it's just amazing how much the heart he puts into the songs. Angus Young puts in a lot of the, the gut punch to him. Right. But that backbone is all Malcolm. Yeah. Did I say a bass player already? You have not. Oh, boy. This is this is tough for me because all the bass players that I like are three really different styles. Okay. Who are they? Les Claypool. You know what? I didn't even think about Claypool. Uh, Flea. Okay. And um, Duff McKagan. One of these things is not like the other. Well, like I said, if if you listen to a lot of the the bass lines that went down at Guns and Roses and things that he did, it's very solid. What well, and, and, and can work well with the rhythm section using Malcolm. Yeah, and if you listen to a lot of if if you're a punk fan mm-hmm. and you listen to a lot of what Duff plays, yeah. you can you can hear Duff's punk roots. Yeah, and and his um, I think he had a single albums are also really good, but also. There's another bass player that I'm going to have to actually maybe give the nod to for this. Who's that? Jason Newstead. Gotta love Newstead. I love his I love the stuff he did after Metallica. Um it actually is it's really good and I I wish the guys in Metallica would have seen eye to eye and not not lost him. But his the solo stuff is amazing as well. Okay, uh, what what did you think of his stuff? Uh, the two records or three records or whatever it was. I love this stuff. I love listening. no no the stuff he did with uh, oh god damn it the Canadian progressive band he played with for a, I didn't hear uh, anything from for that. a minute. Yeah, I know which one you uh, mean. Astronomy Domine. I didn't I didn't hear anything from that. I only heard stuff uh, after that. Okay, when it was completely out. Okay, but yeah, like I said, Jason Newstead's an amazing bass player. You didn't hear it on the on Injustice, but you heard it on every album after that. 
Right, because Lars, uh, no, turn him down. Yep. That was a bad Lars impression. Yeah, now, singing. Ugh, this is tough, because I have so many singers that I just absolutely just, uh, Dave Brocky is up there. and I, Gotta love Odorous. I love, I, I, like I said, I love his delivery yeah. in, in everything that he does. I mean, yeah. He, he he can put out he can belt out a, a a nice tune when he wants to like the road behind yes and then you know just go into just gutter trash like fucking an animal no that was what I was thinking of too that's the worst part it, <laughs> it came on my playlist today good tune and, and I just had to stop everything I was doing to just listen to it because I that, that song is so hilarious and Brocky hated it <laughs> if you ever if, if listen to it on the uh, as the at the fade out it doesn't really fade out you hear Brocky say I refuse to spend any more time on this song yeah. Yeah. Also, um, Zach Wild, I I love his vocal work. Okay. Um, on his earlier ones, I think something changed in the later ones, but the earlier ones he stopped drinking. Well, that's not a bad thing, but it's like you could. I mean, it was a joke. That's not why his vocal style changed. I don't think. It, well, I don't know that it. Cha- I think the whole band changed. Well, yeah. And I maybe mean, he's like not using. I mean, I know there's technical terms like the compression well, no, and I, all that. Well, the whole thing is, um, are you talking Black Label or are you going yeah. back to Book of Shadows? No, Black Label. Okay. Definitely Black Label. Okay. Well, the Black Label stuff, Zach is the only member left from the old old black, old black school mm-hmm. Black Label stuff. Even Nick Cantonese isn't in the band anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, my first, like, when you first hear Stillborn. Right. I mean, that that is a vocal that I just absolutely love. Yeah. But... I'm going to give the nod to this one for vocalists to Corey Taylor. Because, Good choice. Because the stuff that he does with Stone Sour and Slipknot, it's the same person, and they're vastly different styles. Well, and then you have a solo stuff now, so, too. So he's very versatile in that he's going to be able to play whatever gets thrown at him. Right. And we'll talk more about Corey Taylor here yeah. in, a, in a bit. Um. I'm not going to do a keyboardist because, honestly, you know. Just say John Lord. No, I'm not going to. No, no. I ain't going to say that now. No, I'll say Elton John before anybody else. Can't go wrong with Elton. <laughs> no, I, I I, don't I don't think, I don't, you know, have any thoughts on keyboardists. I mean, I'm not really a fan of them when I hear them. But you know what? If we're going to throw a keyboardist in there, let's give, let's give Axl Rose a nod. And don't sing. Don't you sing. You sit on the keyboards. I don't think he, he. I don't think he actually played "November Rain." I don't think that he was did really it in a video. It, it's a video. <laughs> I don't think he. I, I. I could be. I could be one hundred percent wrong, but I don't think he played. That. I don't know. Like I said, there's a lot of key. I mean, I mean, there's some really like whoever played on "Home Sweet Home." That was Tommy Lee. Well, yeah. So that was good keyboard. I mean, like I said, there's tons of keyboards like all around, but I don't think you need a keyboard. Um, if I'm gonna, if I if I have to, you know, gun to head pick a keyboardist, I'll take the guy from Ailstorm, and I can't remember his name. Okay, just be just because you know, I I I, I like his style. He has you know the sea shanty style. Okay. All right, now let's <sighs> let's. I gotta decompress after that. I need another drink, man. That just that was a lot of thinking. Okay, well we're gonna think some more. But I don't want to think anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for the next go-round, throw technical proficiency out the window. That doesn't matter anymore, okay? This one, 
what you think would just be a fun lineup. A fun lineup of what? Musicians, you shithead. Yeah. You think that you you think that seeing these guys together on stage would be fun. Either that would they would make great music and it would be an awesome show, or it could be an absolute fucking train wreck and still be fun to watch. Uh, that's, uh, I've seen a I've seen a lot of train wrecks on stage. They're never fun to watch. They can be. I know. I I feel so I feel so terrible when you I I think I now I know you're going to give me um I I think I w- I saw Poison. Uh-huh. When Bobby Dahl and Cece were having a little bit of a tiff. <laughs> and Cece like backed into him and he pushed him off so much that Cece almost fell on his guitar. <laughs> now, and it, like I said, it didn't look pretty. It didn't look like, oh, these guys are, oh, they're just funning around. They're having a good time. No, someone got a black eye in that dressing room. Well, you, you, if you're if you're like me, you take a perverse fucking satisfaction in was... think, seeing something like that. Ooh, ooh, they're going to fight. They're going to fight. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen, I've never seen a fist fight between band members on stage. I've seen them in the parking lot. I've, yeah, I've never seen. I mean, I've seen people get angry with each other on stage. Yeah, but but never like just getting mad enough that you're just gonna throw down. I, I don't. I, I've seen video of it happen on stage, but I've never seen it in person. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so now, now just fun. All right. Okay. My drummer in the Fun Time Band. I there can be only one, and for me, it's Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee is fun to watch. He's a hell of a drummer. He's entertaining as shit to watch. Uh, I think, you know, if I'm going to build the ultimate fun time rock and roll party band, I want my drummer to be Tommy Lee. All right. My two guitar players, I have to go with Randy Rhodes. Any any band I build is always going to have Randy Rhodes in it. I'm, fuck you, I'm partial. Here's where things get interesting because of the history and the sort of tension back in the day when they were coming up my second guitar player is Eddie Van Halen mm, okay my I think they could I I would love to hear what those two absolute legends could have done working together on something think about that for a minute if you will Eddie Van Halen Randy Rhodes as a twin guitar attack all right my bass player, and he can also handle some vocal duties. The one and only, the definition of rock and roll, Lemmy Kilmister of Motorhead. All right. Nobody played bass like Lemmy. Oh, God, no. Nobody played bass like Lemmy. Nobody had a tone like Lemmy. Nobody had an attack like Lemmy. If you ever saw Motorhead, have you ever seen Motorhead live? Unfortunately, I didn't get to. I have seen Motorhead live. Lemmy absolutely attacked his bass live. Okay, Lemmy and Lemmy's fun to watch. Now, my singer, we're going to go with a guy you talked about, and he's more than a singer. He is the ultimate rock and roll front man, Corey Taylor. Have you have you I take it you have seen Slipknot live? Not yet. Have you seen Stone Sour? No. Okay, I have seen Slipknot multiple times. Now, keep in mind Anybody that's listening to this knows this. Slipknot, they're all in jumpsuits and masks, okay? Corey Taylor, with a, with a full face mask on, can command a crowd like no one I have ever seen in my life. That man is a fucking magician 
with what he he can hold from the minute he steps on stage better than any other front man I've seen. And I've seen a lot of them. I've seen some of the best in the business. None of them can hold a crowd in the palm of their hand like Corey Taylor. That man is the epitome of what a rock and roll front man is. And keyboard player, I'm going to go with John Lord of uh, Deep Purple. You got that fun keyboard player. Oh, Jesus. Christ. Okay, you want a fun? No, keyboard no, I'm player? not. I'm not. How, okay, I'm David sorry. Bryan from Bon Jovi. Oh God, man, I didn't. I didn't look. I. Uh... <sighs> <laughs> I wish I knew more fun drummers. I'm not much of a person that knows drummers. That's the that's the bad part. You're not much of a person that knows mu- music. Bite me. I know tons of music. Just not good stuff. In your opinion. And that's the only one that matters. It's it's hard. I'm actually going to pick a keyboard player this time for fun, too. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start with that so you understand where this band's going. All right. Okay. Uh, keyboard player, Mark Mothersbaugh. I like where this is going. Okay. Do you want to talk a fun? The guy is, I saw an, um, like an interview with him and his keyboard room. Is all like these weird one-off things that like people experimented with, and oh my god, it's like a museum more than it is a keyboard room, and they all have these wonderful sounds to them that made Devo what it is. Right. You know, so if we're and we have a keyboard player. That's the guy that's going to be in it. You know what? I never even thought of him of Mother's Ball. Yep, and he's done so much. I mean, he's a great producer. He's a great. Oh yeah. The only thing I don't like that he produced was Devo 2.0. That, but you know what? I like his heart. His heart was in it. Yes. And when I found out he was actually behind it, I'm like, oh, this wasn't really a knockoff. It was an experiment, which Devo always was. Yes. Now, it's, I'm going to go base. I, I'm, I'm stalling on drummer because I cannot think of a freak. I can think of one fun drummer, but I don't know who it is. Um, but the, the bass player. Fun bass player? Flea. Yeah. The, the man won't stand still. Jumping all around, being crazy. Now, are you going to require him to play in nothing but a cocksock? No, no, he no. I want him to. I want him to wear the stuffed animal pants. Oh, there you go. I love the stuffed animal pants. You know which. You know which gimmick I always liked from uh, the Chili Peppers. Hmm. What they wore at Woodstock, the the light bulbs. I I remember seeing something like that. Yeah, they they all came out dressed as light bulbs. I always got a kick out of that. Yeah. Now, now, fun drummer. This is kind of where it's like back and forth because whoever that drummer was for Suicidal Tendencies at that show we went to. Yeah. That was standing on the drum seats as he's playing. Yes. Who I don't know who it was. I can't remember. So, I can't remember. Like I said, he could have just been a session drummer that they just picked out. But another fun drummer that I have seen live that just looks like he's having a good time with it is Charlie Benante. Charlie is... Oh, I, I We've seen Anthrax a few yeah. times each. And, and he just looks like he's having a ball back there. And he doesn't mind, especially during I'm the Man, letting Joey take over. Right. And then he gets out there and does more of his stuff. But he is he's he is a he's a fun drummer to, to watch. Yeah. I've always I've always enjoyed Charlie, not from just a musician step standpoint, but the dude you, you can tell he just loves what he's doing. Now, guitarists. Fun fun guitarists. Well, Angus Young. Okay. Because, you know, anybody that comes out fully clothed and ends up pretty much naked. <laughs> I mean, he's all over the place, you know. Yeah. Him and Flea would have a sweat off. 
There you go. I mean, first off, this band would probably not slow down for anything. No, the the frenetic energy would be like through the roof. And I'm trying. I'm trying to think of another guitarist that could just match his his energy. And um, oh, that's tough. That is that's tough to think of an, another guitarist that's just flying all over the place and, and doing everything. But I kind of agree with you that Eddie Van Halen was just he you never see him not smiling playing no uh that's one thing i always i, I always you loved know, about eddie he he always looks like he's having a good time and yep. i think and with that group i don't know i mean they'd have to hold off leads and 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 so and solos but man it's like it'd be fun to just watch yeah and fun singers well mustaine is out <laughs> <laughs> do you think <laughs> The man, the man would be pissed off at his own birthday party. Yeah, um, I'm and like I said, I'm trying to almost think of like one Tom Araya. He's man, that man is like, uh, he 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 like admonishes the crowd like the like the metal's father. The the thing I always the thing that always <laughs> tripped me out about Araya, and for, let's go back to the to the show we saw at the Sands. Yeah, Tom Araya is up there screaming, you know, like dead skin mask and um, chemical warfare and all these brutal, violent Slayer songs. But then between songs, he comes up to the mic. Uh, how's yeah. everybody doing tonight? Yeah, what's what's going on? Uh, Very calm. It's, you know, and it's it's funny, like I said, but when he gets mad, if there's a, you want to see an interesting video, go look up Tom Araya Pissed on YouTube. Okay. And it is, it's him admonishing the crowd. And it's like listening to your father yell at you. Damn, it's like, I, I'll have to yeah, look at that. And it, but he gets really pissed. Says, oh, you're you're just gonna stand there? You're just gonna you're not you're gonna upset these people moshing around? What's wrong with you? It's like, I'm sorry, Tom. I'm sorry. Please, please don't. <laughs> please play Rain and Blood. <laughs> so, like I said, he he does not come off as fun. Um, Kerry King doesn't come off as a fun guitar player. Oh, Kerry King doesn't come off fun anything. I mean, it's like. He he just is he's and I, this goes back. I saw like I said the the Tom Maria piss thing. They were they did a thing where they were at Madison Square Garden and people were ripping up the seats. Right. And Tom was pissed, and like Carrie was like sitting there, was like they know who we are. It's like it's like it was like he was angry about being happy. <laughs> and Tom was there. Hey, we're gonna have to pay for that. No, no, he, no. He was like, you know, how how was the show? Is it well? We're never gonna be invited back again. Thanks a lot, guys. You know, you come to it, and he's like just admonishing like people for being like raucous at a Slayer show. Well, well, <laughs> but like I said, the people ripped up the seats. They've been known to do that. I saw them. Yeah. Do, I saw him do it at Asbury Park Convention. It's like Hall. I mean, any any metal any metal concert. I don't know why you would have chairs. Right there. The first 20 rows, don't put fucking chairs. I'm thinking, like I said, when I'm thinking of fun, Sebastian Bach, dick. Yeah, well, yeah, but but he puts on a good stage show. Same with David Lee Roth. Untalented dick. Yeah, but they, you're not, you said, you said that wasn't a thing. It had to be entertaining. Okay. But as I said, though, if I'm going to talk, number one, entertaining, my singer Dave Brocky. Yeah. He will entertain everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, Brock- and like I said, if I if I can't put him in the technical one, oh, he's going in the fun band. Oh yeah. Brocky always had a good time on stage. And and he and he would probably like just like, you know, talk about Flea and uh 
He'd break a sweat watching Flea and yeah. Angus. Yeah. Well, can you imagine, like, well, talking about Brocky, uh, Guar was, Guar, no matter the lineup, was always, is always fun on stage. Oh, they are just, they're hilarious. And, oh, uh, I don't, they're one of those bands that I don't know how they do it. I mean, how heavy are those costumes? I know, right? And then you have to play? Yeah. You know, and it's like, man, that's just. And Blothar is not a small dude. No, no. Yeah, he was the former Beefcake. Yep, Beefcake the Mighty. Yep. So, but yeah, and then to to, to get dressed and all that. And then it, it's got to be slippery up there with all the stuff falling around. <laughs> Fluids all over the place. Yeah, I mean, that's just, but but an entertaining show is just, oh my God. Yeah. Guar is always an entertaining show. As I say, if you're talking an entertaining lineup, I would pick like the most entertaining. So don't get mad when I say to people, "You got to give me time." I'm get I'm, I'm you're, they're your picks. I'm just telling you that Sebastian Bach's a dick. Some of them are, some of them aren't. And I'm telling you that David Lee Roth is an untalented dick. He's not untalented. Yeah, he is. The, the, we we've discussed this. The best Van Halen was Roth Halen. No, the best Van Halen was Sammy Van Halen. I and if you if you doubt what I say about the the quality of David Lee Roth's vocal performances, you're into isolated no, tracks. Let, find his isolated vocals. Listen here, Mush. If we start arguing about this, this is gonna be another two hour show. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that was a that was a marathon. That was a marathon. Um, I didn't mind it though. I really didn't. It went by really quick. Yeah, I. It, it I mean, normally staring at your ugly mug for two hours, like it puts me in therapy for a while. But you know, it wasn't so bad. It, it's amazing. Every time you leave, I have to poop. <sighs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I, 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 I'm glad I'm good for your bowels. Yes, you, you promote, you promote my colon health. <laughs> so we, le- we leave here. Mike shuts off. Get out of the way. I got to have a movement. <laughs> uh, a what? Look, I have to have a movement. <laughs> he has to have a shit. <laughs> Young Guns 2 reference. <laughs> yep. Uh, I caught it. <laughs> okay. Kind of talking about Young Guns 2 era. Oh, shit. We grew up as fans of 80s hair metal. Yeah. If you could put together an 80s hair metal supergroup, who would it be? This one's going to be tough. Not really. Because I, I, my, my singer is, um, is Fred Corey. Ooh, Fred. Yes. Wait, wait. Fred Corey's a drummer. Wait. What was his name? No, no. From Cinderella. Who Tom Kiefer. Okay. Well, I got the right band. Wrong member. Sue me. But send your corrections <laughs> to oh no not them pod at gmail.com. Nobody corrects me because I'm right eventually. <laughs> yeah, so Tom Tom Kiefer, because I absolutely love Cin- Cinderella might be one of my favorite hair metal bands of all time. Okay, Ricky. Oh, dude, come on. Don't rack me, we won. <laughs> okay, Ricky. No, they are. I mean, I love. I just love Cinderella stuff. This is one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Yes, he said that a lot, but I mean it with Cinderella. Okay. So you've got Tom Kiefer. Oh, boy. Well, Tommy Leon drums. Okay. Because Motley Crue is one of my favorite bands. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Ricky. <laughs> no, uh, 
I, like I said, I'm trying to think of my. Actually, I'm trying to think of my favorite hair bands, which is which is very difficult because I just I love that whole era. Me too. So, CC Deville on guitar. Interesting choice. I love what CC. Did you ever hear? If you uh, go on Daily Motion, uh huh. You look up the song by Len. You remember Len Steal My Sunshine? Yeah. They did a second song called Feeling All Right. Okay. CC did the solo on that. And he did it like hot for teacher style, but CC also did that atrocious guitar solo on Poison's live album. CC had some faults, but he has some, he, I, he had some great guitar work at the time. Yeah, uh, okay. Your band, your rules. Your band, your picks. Damn right. All right, another guitar player. But no, I, I then I picked well, no, bass player, Duff McKagan. Okay. I'm going to put uh, Guns N' Roses as a hair metal band. So I need another guitar player other than CC. Yes. I mean, is there another guitar? Well, okay, then, um, oh, boy. One of the guys from Rat that's not Stephen Piercy? Uh, their guitar players would be Warren Demartini and Robin Crosby. Demartini. Warren Demartini. Good pick. Yes. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was blanking on the names. Good pick. And who's left? You need a bass player. I had a bit Duff. Oh, Duff. Oh, you need a singer. Ooh. Oh, uh, who is the best singer? I did Tom Kiefer. Are you? Oh yeah. Okay. Are you deaf? You're dumb. You're done, and dumb. Yeah. I don't think I picked the. Yeah, I got a drummer. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. God damn it! I. You did. picking a keyboard player? From the '80s? No. No. Because <laughs> honestly. I mean, they all had keyboard players back then for whatever reason or another, so just pick Dizzy. Dizzy Reed. Yeah, why not? Okay. Like I said, I'm, I'm not a fan of a lot of the keyboard work back then, you know, because it was like an offshoot of like that arena rock. Okay. You know, someday love will find you. <laughs> That's Journey. No shit. You looked at me like, you know... Yeah, you see, but I, you're talking about Dizzy Reed and '80s hair metal, and you're throwing Journey. Yeah, well, there. Journey was like '80s hair metal. No, well, Jer- it, well it, Journey was '80s hair rock, arena rock, whatever. They it, were arena rock. It was okay. The uh, separate ways was their attempt at like hair metal, <laughs> kind of. No, but like I said, the keyboards need to stay out of a lot of this stuff. And okay, you know, unless it was a ballad, which they were all in the ballads, and God knows. Yeah, but you see, see how simple that is. Forget well because I had a lot of favorite, and I know I'm missing a lot. But that's, I'd love to throw Dangerous Toys in there somewhere, but oh, but that is a band amongst itself. I don't think mixes well with hair metal. That was that third wave of hair metal. Dangerous Toys. I'm gonna Ricky Rackman you. That they are one of my favorite bands of that era. That like especially the first album, the one with Scared, yeah, and Teasing, Pleasing, mm-hmm. Sporting a Woody. Great record. Great record. Oh, yeah. But that came in that third wave of hair metal where it was, like, going away. Yeah. And the only thing, you know, like I said, it's uh, they came in, they unfortunately came in with Trickster and Slaughter. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, it was like, they weren't taken as seriously. Yeah. As as they could have been if they came out, like, maybe a couple years earlier. Yeah, I I can't, I can't disagree with that. So now if I'm going to build my ultimate 80s hair band. See now, here's where I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a bit of difficulty here because there's so many good uh, so many good ones to good musicians to choose from. 
on drums, I'm probably going to have to go with Frankie Benali of Quiet Riot. Oh, yep. I, I, I was always a big fan of Frankie's work. He's a fan was a fantastic drummer. The only constant member of Quiet Riot from beginning to end. Rest easy. Yep. My bass player. I'm going to get shit for this. I'm going to get so much shit for this. Kip Winger. I thought it was going to be something else, but you know what? I can't give you shit as a, as a bass player. He wasn't too bad. Kip Wing. Well, if as a songwriter, he's questionable. I won't. I won't deny that. But I'm just going with Kip's ability to play. Because before he formed Winger, oh god, this is just gonna fucking dig this hole deeper. Um, that I know this much about Kip friggin' Winger. Before he formed Winger, he was one of the most sought after session bassists in the LA scene. Because he's just that damn good. He toured with Alice Cooper a few times. I think he recorded with Cooper. Uh, I mean, Kip Winger's just a, he's a fantastic bass player. Mm-hmm. My two guitar players. Ooh. Now, th- this is the really, really hard part for me. Because there were so many, so many fantastic guitar players in that whole 80s hairband scene. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Mick Mars is criminally underrated as a guitar player. Mick Mars is a hell of a guitar player. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, it, was, it was once said to me that stealing a lick from Mick Mars is like castrating a cat with a spoon is fucking pointless. I disagree. Mick Mars is a, is a hell of a guitar player, but I'm not going to pick Mick Mars. The fuck kind of people you talk to? <laughs> Musicians. I mean, you know, and, it, you know, and after that, you just say, sir, this is an Arby's. I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um... I'm going to go, for my guitar players, oh, God, I'm going to dig the hole deeper. The first guitar <laughs> player I'm going to go with is Reb Beach from Winger. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Man, boy, you know, I know what I'm buying you for your birthday next year. <laughs> the, the whole Winger catalog? Uh, oh, God, Reb Beach is such a good guitar player. Though. You know, that that's the thing, though. I, I can't, I you know, I know it's like it's cool now after Beavis and Butthead to like, sh- you know, shit on Winger. But I remember everybody had that T-shirt in high school. I didn't. I, I knew so many people that had it. And, oh, and, me no, too. And nobody, thought, and nobody thought it was bad then. Then Beavis and Butthead decided that Winger was bad. And then those shirts all went away. Yeah. Overnight. Yeah, so it's like, and like I said, the only song I can, eh, that 17 is like, eh, a little bit, you know. But it was fun when I was 17, but then after you get older, listen, I was like, ah, dude, kind of creepy. Yeah, kind of creepy. <laughs> um, my next guitar player. Oh, God, can I dig the hole any deeper with this? You could just say Vinnie Vincent. <laughs> Vinnie's Vinnie was <laughs> of all of all the Kiss guitar players. Vinnie was my least favorite. I'm just saying, I mean, it, well, you know what? I'm actually going to go with a Kiss guitar player. I'm going to go with Bruce Kulick. Okay, good. Bruce Kulick's a f- fucking great guitar player. Uh, and, you know, he, he, he rode that gravy train for as long as he could. And I can't say I blame him. He made that... Ki- uh, he was treated as an employee. Fuck Kiss. Uh, anyway. <laughs> now I need a bass player. Oh, no, I don't. I picked Kip Winger. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> now I need a singer. Oh, who's my favorite hairband singer? I'm trying to think here. There's oh there, Jesus, <laughs> there was a lot of good hairband singers. We need we need the waiting music for this one because he's 
do do because I know I know you you like a lot of hair bands. Yes, I do, and I don't I don't shy away from it. Um, my favorite, Screw it. say James Hetfield, he was a hairband. <laughs> <laughs> Metallic was a hairband. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Jeff Tate. Yeah. Uh, they got lumped in. They got Ooh. lumped into him. They got lumped in with him. Wrongly, they got lumped in with him. Queensrÿche. Queensrÿche. They got, were a hairband. They were Queen of, Queen of the Reich, man. You listen to Queen. Of I'll the go. Reich. Okay. Yeah. Since since we're gonna count Queensrÿche as a hairband, yeah. I'm going Jeff Tate. Queen of the Reich and the Prophecy. I mean, if you're, I mean, everybody think Empire, you know, Empire was a great album, but the stuff before that was absolutely hairband material. No, no, Mind Crime's not a hairband. Mind Crime's not hair metal. Hell, it ain't. Hell, it is. It most definitely. I'll I'll give you, I'll give you the EP Rage for Order and the Warning. I'm not go. I'm not giving you mind crime and hair ba- hair metal. Yeah, I'm not giving you hair metal. Hair metal. You don't for need. Mind you crime. don't need to give me nothing, man. It is. No. Hair metal is like you know when they talk about Gen X and millennials and all that. There was a there was a point in time. I mean, I don't think that Def Leppard. Well, no, no. I'm sorry. Def Leppard didn't think that they were hair metal. They most certainly were hair metal. No, they thought they no, were. That. They were new wave of British heavy metal. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I gotta agree. I gotta agree. I'm just I'm just yeah, yanking yeah, your chain. Yeah, you see, yeah, it's like, it's like Judas Priest. Okay. And then it's like Def Leppard are not in the same category. Right. No goddamn way. Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Saxon, Def Leppard. Yeah. Which one doesn't fit? Exactly. Right. Okay. So yeah. All right. <laughs> Jeff Tate of Queensryche. There you go. See, eventually I'm always right. No, you're not always right. You're not even right half the time. You're right when I allow you to be right. This is my show. It's my rules. You're just along for the ride. Oh, there are rules now? <laughs> when did we install rules? Uh, let me see. About 55 minutes ago. Oh, I did not know there were rules. No, there are no rules. This is the show where points don't matter and the rules are made up as we go along. You said you didn't know at midnight. That's also, uh, Drew Carey did that on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Stole it. Okay. He stole it. Oh, uh, it's also for Pardon the Interruption on ESPN. Okay, okay, Mr. Smarty Pants, that I know all the TV shows. I know a lot. <laughs> I know a lot. Stop picking on me. <laughs> all right. One, let's do one more. This time, all jazz musicians. What the hell? <laughs> I'm only kidding. I don't know any jazz musicians. Okay. <laughs> I know I know more country stars than jazz okay, people. Okay, do a country. Do a do a country. Oh Jesus, that's a, that's almost impossible. Yeah, because nobody plays their own instruments and it's all side yes, music. Yes, they do. It's all side oh well, except Brad Paisley. Brad Paisley is the only no, guy that knows. I wouldn't even I don't like anything like I said. I, I listen to Jerry Reed and George Jones. And that, David Soul. What could what could strum you know, strum the regular chords on a guitar yeah. couldn't play a solo if their fucking life depended on it. And I actually found in that huge record collection that I had to go through David Soul from Starsky and Hutch uh-huh. had an album and John Schneider. Oh my god, the John Schneider record. Yes. I think he did he I think he did more than one, actually. I know, but I but now I, I own them. It's it's uh-huh. What? I also have some Captain and Tennille. Whoa. I was... <laughs> Whoa. I inherited the records, okay? Whoa. I did not... I did not... 
I, but I, there's a lot of George Jones in there, and there's a lot of stuff that I really enjoy. I can't, you know, I, I can't imagine someone listening to the Captain and Tennille, honestly. You want to know what's funny? Her record player that she had was broken from when I was a wee lad. And the stylist is this special stylist from Germany, which was, well, at the time, was just way too expensive to import and everything else. So she never got the record player fixed. Okay. I bought her a record player um, for birthday, Christmas, or what have you. She never played a record on it. Then I inherited thousands of records that never got played. <laughs> I just recently, I, I literally have like a four-foot stack, if you stack them up high, of Elvis albums only. Holy shit. Exactly. And then everything else that I have to go through and just that, that I like, stuff that I actually enjoy. But I got rid of everything else. Four foot of just Elvis albums. Four foot of just Elvis albums. Jesus Christ. Yep. I, I, I'm, you see the look on my face. I'm yeah. gobsmacked by that. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking Elvis. Yep. She loved, she loved Elvis. And I'm going to, well, I also have like a complete, like 40 tote of all the Elvis memorabilia that she has too. Damn. The woman had a lot of Elvis stuff. Hey, it's all it's, ain't nothing wrong with the king. No, but then all the a lot of the other albums she had was um, Paul Anka. Okay. Yeah, and <laughs> and and just a lot of that sounds of the seventies. Sounds yeah. it's just a lot of just. And the funny part was that this is stuff that I actually like. The record stores didn't want it. Did like it wasn't worth anything. Yeah. So I just started having to get rid of it, like in you know, in the dumps and the trash and all that. Yeah. And the funny part was, and I put it out there that hey, I have all these albums. If anybody just wants them for crafts or whatever you want, nobody bit. I threw them in a the dumpster. Somebody went through the bo- and took all the albums out of the boxes, and left the boxes. Huh. I you know I wasn't asking anything for them. Right. Well, so somebody went dumpster diving and like, what, they got a gold mine and Nat King Cole. Nothing wrong with that. Well, she had, like I said, it was a lot of just not a lot of good stuff in there. Well, not a lot of good stuff to your ears or to your taste. No, to anybody's ears. Hey, Simone liked it. I don't think, you know what? She, she never listened to it. How would she know if she liked it or not? Because she knew. Ugh. And let's go. Let's rewind this a little bit. It had a special stylus on it. What? What? Are you too good to call it a needle? <laughs> What's a German? I have it. I have it in my basement now. I'm actually the stylus. Cost, oh, so that would be Ein Stylus. Yeah, the stylus cost about fifteen dollars from Germany. Okay. So I have to. I'm gonna buy one just to get this thing working again. Ein Stylus. Yeah. 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 And Ein Stylus. Look, don't you. Yeah, we got German people in that listen now, so don't don't you be mocking the I'm German language. I'm not disparaging the Germans don't or the you, German language. Don't you be mocking my brethren. Your brethren. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Your brethren. You're the guy that goes and puts a fucking kilt on and goes to goes to like Scottish fest. Yeah, I'm half Scottish and half German. Deal with it. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> It ain't bullshit. I got Campbell on my grandmother's side, and I have, like, German on my grandfather's side. Well, the other grandfather. The paternal grandfather and a maternal grandmother, you see? No, I don't see. Yeah, my family tree was a lot in England. Your family tree, was it probably don't. looks like a telephone pole. Easy, easy. 
<laughs> You're originally from Lehighton. There's a lot of that up there. So, yeah, I, I have Scottish roots and I have German roots. There's nothing wrong with that. And wasn't there, wasn't there a joke in the young ones at one point? Being Scottish and German? I don't know. I think I heard, I don't know. I may have heard it, but I that is my roots. Oh, well, okay. So if any family is over there would like to just, you know, shoot me some plane tickets, I welcome them. Really? We're going to solicit plane tickets now? Well, yeah. Okay. To, to Germany and Scotland? Fair enough. I mean, what, like I said, what if I have long-lost relatives over there that want to, you know, want to meet me and want to know from me? Why would they want to know from you? <laughs> They want to meet me. I'm the star of this show, not you. I'm the reason we got international listenership. No, you're not. No, I, you're, no you're not. You're the reason we got listeners in Shendo. We, no, we don't, could, have, that, we don't have any listeners in Shendo. What, they can't figure out Spotify? <laughs> they can't figure out. No, they can't. Because oh. <laughs> they have one internet connection. For the whole town? For the whole town. And it's at Mrs. T's Pierogies. Yep. It's only it only get to use but Tuesday between five and seven. <laughs> I would say we love you, Shendo, but we say, really don't. What, say, what's the password? Four six two. Four six two. Four six two. And then they're all yelling and screaming and no one puts a password in. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> You're killing me. We're going to get the shit kicked out of us by somebody from Shendo yet. Somebody's going to put the 462. <laughs> Somebody's going to put the 462 in the internet connection and we're fucked. <laughs> How do you spell Spotify? <laughs> what, no, what, what, no. What, what's an anchor? What, what's an anchor dot one? <laughs> Uh, there, no, wait. there are no dots in this keyboard. Just a period. <laughs> I, I I don't think we I don't think they'll know how to spell. No. Oh no, not them anyway. So I think we're safe. Uh. I it's, it's like I said. It, look, no offense to Shendo, you're in the skook. That's what happens to you. True. Just say no to the five seven zero. Yeah. Ah. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh shit! I think we need to make <laughs> ripping on Shendo. Yeah, that bag. was that was that's. I don't want to rip on him. I don't. I mean, you know, I was there once, and I'm good for the rest of my life now. I yeah, I've been there a few times. I've never like, but once stopped in Shendo. <laughs> I uh, like when I would take a bike ride out to Centralia. My route would be go out 895, up 61, through Ashland, down to Centralia. And then I would go 54, back through Shendo. And, you know, through Shendo, hometown, then down 309 yeah. and back. Ugh. Shendo is just, it's, it's depressing. Yep. It's depressing. I, I, can, I don't even know if they're good people. They're people. I, th I think they're people. <laughs> like I said, I doubt, I doubt anybody from there is going to be listening to this at all. Well, I hope they are. 
I hope everybody listens to us. Yeah. Hey, Merle, they're talking about Shendo. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think our Irish, our Irish listeners are saying? I'm not I'm not impersonating, and I, I, can't, I can't do an Irish. I, I'll, I'll, I'll sound, I, I don't know if that's, what is it called when you, like, do an accent you shouldn't be doing? Insulting? No, not, well, yes, but, I mean, is there, because I watch too much British TV. That I don't want to. I don't want to upset people from that area. Well, you think the IRA is going to come looking? No, no, I don't. I look. I don't want to because I start the Irish, okay. and then I accidentally go into Scottish. Right, and then I have a bunch of people screaming. You know, one bangs sheep, one bangs lambs. They're the same lambs thing. are sheep. You dumbass. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and that's not nice to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so nice to say. Hey you, don't be talking about the fucking sheep. <laughs> see, oh, see now, it's not me doing it. No, it was me. Send your hate tweets to oh no, find us on Twitter. Oh no, not them pod one. Send your hate tweets to me. Address them to Eric. Yeah, because I because I, I don't have Twitter. And I nearly don't have Facebook. <laughs> okay, so this has been a pretty. In pretty fun discussion on uh, what we think could make a cool super group. Oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, and, and as usual, somehow, somehow, some way, this is going to go off the rails. This is what happens when you do no show prep. <laughs> you do no show prep. Nope. The one time we tried that, the one, the one <laughs> time we tried that, uh, Bill comes in with a list of shit and typed up. Typed up top ten list, and Eric comes in with, oh, uh, some stuff scribbled on a piece of paper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, F- fuck show prep. Yeah, we're not doing show prep ever again. It's gonna be off the cuff. Even if we're doing any top tens, it's gonna be off the cuff. Okay, that's that wasn't like- a fucking challenge. <laughs> I'll find. I'll think of one for next week. I'll think of one for next week. A top ten. It better be a top ten. Something good. Anything I pick is good. No, it isn't. Well, name one thing I've picked that has been bad. I don't remember everything that you picked. Name one show topic I've picked that's I don't been bad. Know. I'm not I'm not challenging you. You dingus. Don't challenge me. It'll end poorly. It'll end poorly for you. I can I can assure you of that. <laughs> don't threaten me. It's not a threat, it's a fucking promise. Oh, uh, see. So you're doing it now. You sound like train spotting. <laughs> that, that that's uh, that's Scottish, I think. Yeah, that's what you were doing. Right. Right. I, I'm saying train spotting's fucking Scottish. <clears throat> no wonder I got high blood pressure. So I got to deal with this. It ain't, it ain't from me. Yeah, it is. No. This is why we only do this once a week. It's all I can handle. God damn. Okay, so let's put a bow on this. Supergroups are they're fun in theory. And there's been a few instances where they work. It's it, it's like fantasy football, you know. It, it, it's a lot like fantasy football. If you could build your ultimate team, it's fun to think about. That is the weirdest way. Well, I understand where your point is, but I'm not going to get points for, you know, picking, like, you know, Steve Vai. Well, no, because he doesn't play football. <laughs> God, you're fucking dumb. 
Send your resumes for a new co-host to Oh No Not whoa, That Pod at whoa, gmail. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I wouldn't replace Bill. You can't fire me. No, I don't pay you. I can't fire you. We don't make no money on this. I'm going to be providing the cameras and all that shit and getting, you know. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, you provided all this high-tech box there. Hey. I'll have you know I invested I I invested hundreds of dollars. Yeah, and that's why I said that if we were going to do a video portion of it, then I would front that. Okay. <laughs> Let's do Which like I said, the video portion we could actually do live looking at what people say and actually responding to it. Yeah. Oh, I guess I should get that TV hooked up then. Yeah, you dip. <laughs> I get I get the man a beautiful flat screen from at least what, the 90s? Yeah, or early 2000s. Yeah, it's heavy. It's an anchor. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it was free. Yeah, free is free, man. Don't don't question it. Okay, fuck with. <laughs> God, this is why we cannot have nice things. Oh no, that that's not the reason. What? What's every re- time I come down here, I'm waiting for you to hook the thing up. You got this old freaking Dell monitor from like the freaking eighties. It's flat screen. It's not from the eighties. Like nineteen eighties. Oh shut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate him. 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 I mean, him. like I said, a little paint on the wall look good. You know, fix the fix the angry freaking receptacles over there that keep judging me. You should be judged. I'm still waiting for you to autograph the Lexi sale picture. Yeah, I gotta, gotta I should email him on that. If anybody knows Alexi Sale personally, could you just tell him to get me a picture? Dear Alexi. We are two schmucks who run a podcast over here in the colonies. Please, please do send one autographed photograph, or please. That's kind of what the email would look like. From it's it's gonna it's, well, yeah, but not so many big words. Yeah, true. Dear Alexi, can I has a picture, please? Send picture now. Mush. <laughs> hey, you pussycat. <laughs> what are you doing in a bucket? Exactly. I think I think that would be that's what we are. and paint on the walls too. Okay. What color should we paint it? Blue. Something pleasing and calming. Okay, so your face is definitely not going on my wall. No, I'm not I'm not You're not pleasing or calming. Why would I be on the wall? I'm it's not blue is calming. Okay. China and Japan, one of them, put blue lights in their subways. To stop people from jumping on the tracks because blue is calming. Okay. Okay. See? So that's why we're going to put a big mural of my beautiful face on this wall. A mural? Yes. Okay. Do you know what a mural actually is? It's not a portrait, you fool. What is a mural? Educate me, oh great one. Giant picture on a wall? (laughs) Exactly, you (laughs) fucking retard. (laughs) Sorry. You're not supposed to use the word retard. See? No, see, that's what that's the problem there. What? You, I'm, I'm not politically why correct. Would, why would you put a picture of yourself on your own wall? I don't What have, kind of egomaniac are you? Well, they got to know who the host is. If you're going to do one, get one in a style of like a famous artist. You know? Like, um... Jackson Pollock? Picasso. <laughs> okay, and I was thinking Jackson Pollock. You know, you know, you know who I, you know who I, I think who I'd like to see paint Georgia O'Keeffe. How about that? Who? <laughs> who? 
you uncultured swine. Yes. Yes. Who's Georgie O'Keefe? A famous artist. What has he done that I may know? She. Flowers. Okay. No, I'm not going to explain it to you. You Google it, and you get back to me. Yeah, I can do that. I have a phone that's not a brick. <laughs> I just got flipped off. Yeah, well, don't don't make fun of my phone. And he, he even snuck it up from behind the fucking laptop monitor. What a guy. What a guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Why do I do this to myself? Mm-hmm. All right, let's put a fucking bow on this. <laughs> I've had enough of you. <laughs> I've had enough. Oh, are we going to have a movement? Hey, <laughs> I, I, I need to have a movement. <laughs> you, 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 you are the cause of my irritable bowel syndrome. Ah, uh, shit. All right, so like I tried to say before, supergroups—they're fun to—they're th- fun to think about. Um. You can go anywhere with this conversation. You can do whatever you want with it. Um, mine were good. Bill's not so much um, because his opinions are usually. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> this is a guy who says, but, 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 but Aerosmith was a super group because they're all good together. No, Aerosmith is not a super group. Aerosmith was a mediocre group. But anyway. Send your hate tweets, Dick. send your hate emails, <laughs> send your hate emails to me at ononotthempod at gmail.com. Look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash ononotthem. I'm not doing the MySpace. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, ononotthempod1. Um, you can find us anchor.fm. <laughs> He's over here. MySpace, MySpace, MySpace. He's trying to goad me into a MySpace reference. Anchor.fm slash oh no, not them pod. Oh, man. Until next week, I'm Eric. And I'm Bill. See you later.